1: Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be such an amazing show. I can't wait. I'll introduce my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific, as always. I just want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. I did a Facebook Live earlier today about how you can generate leads in your business for free, and I shared eight of them. I won't share all of them now. You can find me on Facebook to hear that. But I will share three really quick. If someone posts on Facebook about what you do for your business, respond. I tell people I host a radio show and I ghostwrite books for people. And every single time, people like and even comment about how they would like to learn more. Those are leads. So do that. Another thing I do is tell everyone who will listen what I do. You won't get any business if nobody knows what you do. It just makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So having a big mouth can be a huge, huge advantage finally ask for referrals. Joe Girard, who set a world record for selling the most cars in a year, says that on average, we all know 250 people. Not everyone will be a candidate for what you do, but chances are a few people you know may know someone. Don't be afraid to let people know who you are and what you do. It'll make a huge difference for you. So with all this in mind, let me introduce my guest. My guest this week is Andres Ocampo. Let me tell you about him. Andres Ocampo is the co-founder and CEO of Entrepreneur, which is a brand created for the entrepreneurs of the world. Entrepreneur made six figures in the first year of production, and his apparel is now worn by high-profile celebrities like Nikki Jam, Justin Quiles, Florida, Travis Barker, and many, many more. We'll discuss all of this and so much more in today's show. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime. I would love it if you could leave a review. That would be fantastic and phenomenal. So here we are finally with my guest, Andres Ocampo. Andres, how are you today?
2: Brian, I am, uh, I'm incredible. I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. I'm glad to have you here too. The first thing I always do, Andres, is to ask my guest how you got started. So tell us about your background. You can take it really anywhere you'd like. Uh, how did you start? What did you overcome? And how did you get to where you are right now?
2: So um I guess I'll start off with a little bit of a bio of myself and then we'll move on to how I really got started um uh, yep. in business. So uh my name is Andres Ocampo. I'm twenty one years old. I'm from uh, South America, from Colombia, Cali. And uh I've been living in Miami a little over sixteen years now, I believe. And um I'm the co founder of Entrepreneur, a clothing brand that uh we started, David and I, my business partner, uh two years ago, two years and two months. And pretty much, you know, I I guess I started my entrepreneurial journey in in middle school when I would sell candy that you could only get from Columbia, local candy. And that kind of progressed into video games. And I I used to play this game called RuneScape Online. And uh, I guess that's where I kind of learned the basics of like merchanting and like flipping items for, you know, online currency and all that. And then eventually uh, I moved on to the real world and started Entrepreneur, which is actually my first. Uh, business venture. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a roller coaster since, but it's been an incredible
1: ride. Wow. So how is it that you decided to become an entrepreneur? Or maybe why did you want to become an entrepreneur?
2: It's an interesting story. Um, what happened was I had met with my mentor. His name is Pejman Gadimi. Uh, he's the founder of Secret Honorage and the author of Third Circle Theory. Uh, I had met with him two years back, about two and a half years ago, and I came to him for, I guess, kind of like validation on this application idea that I had come up with. It was the, the concept was to revolutionize language learning through uh, more untraditional learning methods. And the idea was valid. The idea was good. But uh, when we were in our meeting, he kind of just gave me two reasons why the idea would fill right out of the gate. And at that point in time, there were two reasons that I had not even considered. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even think of them really. And he kind of just like shut them down. And I went home, and it was like three in the morning, four in the morning, and I was tossing and turning in bed. I couldn't fall asleep, just thinking about the meeting and and you know how my idea had just gotten shut down, and I was confused. I didn't know what it is I wanted to do, but I did know, and I was a hundred percent certain that. I no longer wanted to study medicine. I did want to be an orthopedic surgeon at one point, but I, I came to the conclusion that I didn't want to study medicine, and I knew somehow, some way, life would lead me on the path to becoming an entrepreneur. Um, I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurship can't be taught. It can only be encouraged. So um, I kind of started playing with the name entrepreneur, the actual word entrepreneur in my head. I ate some of the vowels, played around with it a little bit, and we ended up with what is our brand name now on E N T R P R I N R Entrepreneur, and uh, and it's just been incredible. It's that's how it started. And a week later, after coming up with the name, you know, I told myself this is going to be the name of my company. It doesn't matter if I'm selling you know toiletry products, if I'm selling plungers, it can be completely irrelevant to my business. But this is going to be the name of it. I just resonated so much with it.
1: Yeah. PJ has been on my show, by the way. He was a terrific guest.
2: I heard. Yeah, I heard. It was. Uh, I haven't gotten the chance to listen to it, but I heard he was on the show. It was incredible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I want to come back to something that you said. He uh, basically listened to your idea and gave you reasons why it wouldn't work. Are, are you thankful now that you did not pursue that? 100%. I mean, coming from
2: a person who has been in business for, you know, 30, 20, 20 plus years, it's just sometimes a a, a mind that's so juvenile and so fresh in the business world is not going to think of ideas or, you know, um, reasons why something wouldn't work or, you know, an idea wouldn't think a mind wouldn't think too in depth about something. And he kind of just filled that gap in for me. And and he informed me as to why these two reasons would make my idea fail. But I, I don't regret it one bit. In fact, I'm thankful, I'm thankful for it.
1: You know, it gave me insight. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a great lesson for all, all of you listening is if you've got an idea, bounce it off of someone whose opinion you respect. And I'm talking about if it's a business idea, a business person who you respect, not grandma. Not your uncle, <laughs> not your best friend who has never done it before, but someone who actually has been in the trenches because the insight that you will get is invaluable. Am I right?
2: A hundred percent. A
1: hundred percent. Absolutely.
2: People, people can teach you what they don't know. So A-
1: Absolutely. Let's talk about how you received that feedback initially because sometimes when our ideas shot down, we just – want to you know mutter under our breath and mope around and we can't sleep and and how did you receive that feedback initially and how did you finally realize that maybe he was right
2: at the very moment i felt as if i kind of rejected you know his insight you know no one ever wants to be told that their idea sucks or you know this is not what this is not going to work out or this is why it wouldn't work out but Towards the end of the night, once I was already home and I was reflecting on the conversations we had in our meeting, it just came to a point where I just became open minded and and I realized, you know, if you want to be where some someone that you admire, for example, in business or in life or whatever it is, if they are where you would want to be, that means their opinion means something. And they're definitely more experienced than you. So I took it with an open mind and 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 I don't regret it one bit.
1: Absolutely. What do you think were some of your biggest challenges getting started?
2: Some of the biggest, I guess I could say the biggest challenge getting started was not having the knowledge on how to do certain things. And what I mean by that is David and I started with just $3,000 each. We had zero knowledge on business, you know, as far as in the real world, of course. And David just had some background in Illustrator and Photoshop. And I really didn't have background on anything. I started from scratch. So I guess the biggest hurdle we had was taking on the roles needed in order to grow this company. And that meant, you know, me learning everything that's back end on a website, learning about marketing, social media marketing, everything that you see on the front end of the business is all me, as were. David had to learn everything like manufacturing, speaking with manufacturers, uh, learning the manufacturing process, all these different things. So I guess the hardest part was definitely, you know, getting acquainted with everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So is it still just you and David or have you hired help?
2: It still is just David and I. We get occasional help when we reach out to friends who are always eager to help support us, um, you know, put things together. We actually just had a huge event yesterday in the uh in the in the main artery of winwood which is the art district down here in miami uh we had a pop-up shop slash networking event secret honorage collaborated they came through uh we had some exotics parked up front and 150 people i think showed up at one point there was 70 people in the store it was packed and uh and and yeah it's just david and i we started just us two no investors no um capital injections none of that it's just us two
1: Awesome. We've got a couple minutes to our first break. So, entrepreneur is an apparel brand, and we'll talk about more about that after the break. But clearly, for your industry, trade shows can be very, very valuable. What, real quickly, do you think are some rights and wrongs in terms of how you should or shouldn't proceed uh, at, at a trade show in terms of getting business?
2: Definitely, you want to make sure you show up to a, a trade show prepared. You don't want to show up with just you know, three designs, if you have a design base of maybe 20, 30, you want to make sure you take every single one, not every person, not every wholesale account manager or person who stops by the trade show, who's representing a chain or a private store is going to, you know, like all of your designs. If anything, they'll pick three or four. And then you never know, always stay open, always keep an open mind. Some people are going to show up and they're going to want to try to close, you know, small wholesale accounts. And when you start to get traction in the clothing industry and, you know, you consider yourself a, a big established brand, you always want to keep an open mind. You never want to turn down the little guys or anything like that. So just, you know, have an open mind, be ready, be prepared to answer any questions necessary. Be prepared to show numbers. A lot of, a lot of uh, account managers want to see numbers and uh, just be open minded, honestly.
1: Fantastic. We are with Andres Ocampo from Entrepreneur, and we will talk more about his brand and how he expanded his brand and so much more. And we'll talk about how he decided on his logo. We'll talk about uh, how he decided to dive into accessory items after t-shirts and maybe some of the primary marketing strategies that his company uses. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. book the survival guide to living with stress so get the healthy primate stress support supplement today at www.screwstress.com click the amazon logo it'll take you where you need to go once again that is www.screwstress.com have you ever thought about writing a book entrepreneur apparel brand, and uh, you can also find me on Facebook, you can find me on Twitter, you can find Success Profiles Radio on uh, Facebook, and you can also uh, find me on LinkedIn. Once again, you can download and subscribe to the show anytime on iTunes for free. So Andres, let's talk about your clothing brand, Entrepreneur some more. You started with t-shirts. How, how come you decided to start with t-shirts?
2: It was it was one of those moments in at three in the morning when I was laying in bed and there was this whole, at the time, two years ago, it was just booming, it was just coming out, this whole movement of, you know, the motivational posts on Instagram, you know, the people posting these super cool pictures of, like, luxury villas, houses, cars, um, even actors like Leo DiCaprio, and people were posting pictures like them and putting over these, these words or the quotes, the successful quotes and all that, and at that point, in time, I had the idea when I woke up, you know, why don't I start a company where um, it's a clothing brand and all we're doing is pretty much taking these quotes, the ones that we resonate the most with, and then putting them on T-shirts. And that was the original idea, to get these quotes and put them on T-shirts, and that kind of evolved into what we are now, but that, that is how we, the, the, the
1: original concept of the brand Awesome. And we talked in the last segment about how some of the early struggles and obstacles you had really had much more to do with what you didn't know than what you did know. But once you got started, what kinds of obstacles were you facing? Because if you think about a t-shirts and apparel, that's a very crowded space.
2: It's I, I would think it's the most saturated, honestly, it's definitely the most saturated market right now. Uh, I guess you could say the hardest really the hardest part is getting started because you never know where to start. You never know what to do first. You never know, you just never know what to do. And so I guess the hardest part was just getting that initial push, registering the company, filing LLC, this and that. And then after that, everything just kind of falls into place and you stay consistent with the work you put in. And eventually, you know, you look back three months later and you see this, small little foundation you've built and you just keep building on it keep building keep building keep putting in the work but you know we never really had any super difficult moments to the point where we didn't know where to to move forward because at the end of the day you always move forward with one thing if it doesn't work you try the next thing you try the next method and eventually you find the answer that you're looking
1: for Absolutely. Let's talk about your logo. It's entrepreneur, E N T R P R N R. So basically entrepreneur without any of the other vowels except for that first one. And it's, it's basically a a one color, you know, white on black. Some people, I think when they start a business, they want everyone to look fancy and flashy. You didn't go that route. Why not?
2: Yeah. I've always been a fan of minimalism. I just, uh, it, it calls me. It's just the black, the white are my favorite colors. And then you know, just big, bold letters, entrepreneur. that was originally the, the reason why we created the logo. It's, it's very appealing to me. Um, David loved you know we went through with it, and um, at the end of the day, we never really thought about the multicolored prints on t-shirts. A lot of people tend to to, uh, to realize that multicolored logos are usually more expensive to print. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that didn't matter to us. We usually just went we just went for the minimalist look.
1: Yeah, I, I like that because I think really if you just scale it down and just start with what you absolutely need to get started versus trying to have everything figured out, just just go. Just go and see what works, right? Right, just go. Absolutely. So how did you decide it was time to dive into accessory items? You're not doing just T-shirts anymore. You're doing uh, cell phone covers and caps. What else are you doing?
2: So we're doing, we're doing pretty much anything you can think of that's not um, under bodywear. So we're doing accessories as like we did some very, very cool techie charging bracelets. Uh, we're, we're doing hats. We just released some suede uh, cap sport hats um, in our most recent collection. Those are really nice. Um, we're working on doing some exotic uh, leather bracelets as well. Those are going to come out really nice. Um we have some we have a project with some sunglasses that we we've been planning on and we've been working on for the last few months and maybe that'll come to fruition but you know every brand i feel that every brand needs to have accessories to supplement the main the main star of the show and that's our clothing our t-shirts so definitely you know you can wear a t-shirt but you know are you going to wear the hat are you going to wear the reminder bands are you going to wear you know all these different little accessories that just supplement the look that you're going for and you go all out that's the idea just to go all out with it
1: absolutely so tell us what some of your core marketing strategies include how did you build this up
2: so originally when we first started this was 2 years ago uh instagram had you know was at its peak in terms of engagement before the algorithm set in And there were times where you could get 3,000 followers in a day from just a few shout outs or like people reaching out to you or getting your content out there. So we pretty much that's how we started off growing. We would get would reach out to these influencers or big motivational pages on Instagram and we'd say, hey, you know, we love what you do. Um, it would be cool you resonate with what we do and the, what we're uh, what we represent with our brand and we'd love to like reach some sort of agreement where we can post about each other and that's usually how that's typically how we started off in the beginning and then we later started diving into influencer marketing influencer marketing is nothing new it, you know it's been going on for years but now that social media it's at, a, at its booming point people are reaching out to influencers to reach out to uh sorry to represent their their market their brand Pretty much everything. So we did start off, um, you know, getting all these shout outs on Instagram and progressively moved on to different avenues of marketing.
1: Absolutely. So have you capitalized on offline strategies? I know we talked about trade shows right before the first break.
2: Right. Yeah, we we are actually in a few retail stores um, here in Miami. We're in two of them. We have some international accounts. We have a Slovenian retailer. Uh, We have a retailer in, uh, in Haiti, Ocean Boutique. Uh, So we're definitely in a few stores looking to get into more in the future, but for the most part, we're just focusing on strictly direct to consumer and and getting our product in as many people's hands
1: as possible. Absolutely. And we talked uh, before the break about how you and your partner each had $3,000 each, or at least a $3,000 credit line, which is is basically, uh, I, I would say a lot of business owners have Not a lot to start with. So how do you market on a shoestring budget when you're getting started? So, yeah, we started off with $3,000 each. David had 3K saved
2: up. I didn't have the money, so, and I don't recommend anyone do this, but I got a credit card and I under my name and I just maxed it out. But definitely, if you're looking to market on a shoestring budget, worry about creating the best content you can, creating the best product possible with the amount of capital you're working with, and... Try to get it in as many influen- influencers' hands as possible. Get it into their hands. Say, "Hey, you resonate with what I'm doing. I think you're you're going to find a lot of interest in what we're doing. Um, and this is a personal gift for me to you. Would love to have you representing the brand. All we ask for is, you know, a picture in return. And that strategy is actually something that my good friend Dave Wonke, which I know he's going to be on the show soon, um, he told me about that. So it's just. There will always be a cheap alternative to any type of marketing. You just have to be resourceful. Everyone is within your reach. You just have to ask people, ask around, um, do unconventional things to reach that unconventional height that not everyone gets
1: to. Absolutely. I, I love that. So you got to six figures in 12 months. What are maybe some of the top three things or so that you think contributed to that level of success so soon?
2: definitely capitalizing and leveraging on the previous instagram's algorithm where your post could reach a million people and you have one follower as long as people are responding to your stuff shouting you out that was one of the things that 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 we benefited greatly from um that black friday i think we did we did 14k um on actual black friday and then i think we did an additional seven thousand dollars within the upcoming days on cyber monday and all those days and that was definitely attributed to social media marketing uh definitely get the best 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 product you can even if you're you know using blanks or um if you're going for clothing and you're using blanks or using you know these cut and sew companies that print blank shirts Get the best when you can. People want to feel good when they wear your stuff. People want to feel proud when they use your products or when they're, you know, representing what you've created. Um, so definitely upping the quality of all our stuff, really got our name out there. And then the third would probably be, you know, people who, who are representing the brand that we have a connection with. So we're a part of Secret Entourage. We've built... A relationship with the people inside of Secret Entourage. So, l- leverage networking groups. Leverage people who are in line with your vision, and leverage people who um, are just open to help. You know, people are always open to help. You just have to find them.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that, Andres. So we've got a couple minutes to our next break. So let me ask you, what would you say is the mission of your company?
2: The mission of our company. Just as athletes have Nike, you know, just as as golf players have Lacoste or polo players have polo or high fashionistas have Gucci and Prada, there is no one brand that represents the 30 million plus Americans alone. Um, and so our mission is to become the world's biggest niche self-motivated brand in the world. We just want to represent everyone who's creating a lifestyle for themselves. And mm-hmm. if you're out there, it doesn't matter if you're in business or if you're starting to get your career up as a DJ or a singer, at, to an extent, you are still an entrepreneur. So we want to represent you.
1: Cool. How important is it to have your mission so clearly defined? 100 percent. It's crucial. If
2: you don't have your mission defined, who do you know who you really are? Yes. If you don't have a clear vision, if you don't have a clear mission, You're just going to be running around in circles, and and it's like not having an identity. It's like not having a face. So I would say that having a mission is absolutely crucial.
1: Absolutely. And we are here with Andres Ocampo of Entrepreneur, co-founded with his friend David. And uh, we talked about how he got to six figures in his first 12 months and why he picked apparel and how he decided to go into accessory items, because honestly, people want to have more than one choice. It's, it's wise to start with your core offering and then uh, spread out from there. Once your core offering is clearly established. Am I right? Yes, sir. hundred percent absolutely we're coming up against our break this is success profiles radio please stay tuned stay with us through the next segment and i will ask andres how he got celebrities to start wearing his brand that should be a fascinating discussion because i'm sure a lot of us would love to work with celebrities too we'll come right back And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And my very special guest this week is Andres Ocampo from the apparel brand called Entrepreneur, E-N-T-R-P-R-N-R. While I'm thinking about it, Andres, how can we find more about that?
2: So definitely uh, www.entrprnr.co. Follow our Instagram. It's where all of the action usually goes down. It's at Co. And if you want to follow David or I, it's undress underscore entrepreneur, ENTRPRNR, and David underscore ENTRPRNR.
1: Fantastic. So let me ask, how did you get celebrities to start wearing your brand? I think that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. So for the most part, most of these celebrity, I guess, endorsements, not really endorsements, but when celebrities wear our stuff, usually come from, I know, Nikki Jam and Flo Ryder. Came through, uh, came through to one of our stores in downtown Miami at uh, Foot Soldiers, and they walked in. And I remember being told by by our good friend Isaac. He owns the store. He's like, he calls me one day. He's like, dude, I don't know who this is because I'm not into 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 Spanish rap. Uh, and for all those who don't know, Nicky Jam is the number one artist in all of Latin America. And he calls me and he's like, dude, Nicky, I think this guy, Nicky Jam, just came in, pulled up in his Lambo, and there's a hundred paparazzi outside and he walks in with his manager and he bought one of every large black shirt that you had. And, uh, and I was like, what? No way. And sure enough, a few days later there he is posting about it. He made a few music videos with the hat, some shirts. So that was pretty cool. Um, another time, this was maybe like a year and a half ago. I was, uh, I I was a server at a restaurant called PF Chang's and I was taking a table and this guy walks in and i recognized the the guy from i think a music video and when i got closer i realized that his name was was Justin Quiles, and he's an upcoming artist here in Miami also in the latin scene and uh, and i walked up to him and and i called david over he rushed over to the restaurant he was uh he was working at home and 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 we got our product in his hands and next thing you know 2 days later i'm at their penthouse in Miami beach and I'm kicking it with these guys, the coolest guys ever, the producers there. I bring them a bunch of shirts and boom, there they are, you know, wearing the brand on Instagram. And, you know, all the other, every other person who has worn our brand, who's, you know, an influencer or a high profile celebrity, usually wears our brand through a connection, a friend of a friend. You know, I'm a firm believer in the six degrees of separation. You know, the idea that everything that you want in this world is just six steps away from each other, um, yeah. you know, in a, a chain of a friend of a friend. So it's just about reaching it.
1: Absolutely. So did you find that this resulted in a spike in sales for you?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, when Nikki Jam wore our, our classic snapback in his music video, I think we sold like 30, 30 of them, you know, on that day. So that was definitely – and you know he did, they don't endorse it. They just represent the brand because they want to. They like it. They like yeah. what we're what we're putting out. We've never paid anyone. We've never paid any influencer or any. We've never been in contact with any of the artists besides Justin. Honestly, they just represent it because they want to.
1: That's fantastic. So let me ask you, in, in terms of how you also build your brand, do you use giveaways? I know you uh, – I mean, I mean the, the one guy came in and bought a bunch of your stuff. But I mean is giveaways a part of your strategy or is that something that you're, you frown upon? What is your philosophy on that?
2: I think, I think giveaways always have a place in time. Um, they always have a place in the correct – Circumstances, but now, with this whole Instagram algorithm that's absolutely killing you know every business on instagram you've you've got to pay to play now. um we're definitely using giveaways a lot. We want to use giveaways not to you know just give stuff away but to create a more of a personal creation uh, sorry relationship with people who support the brand and people who wear the brand and uh, we found that doing giveaways for you know comment your favorite quote um, on, on, on our picture and we're going to pick a winner and, and, you know, just doing fun stuff like that, I feel really builds uh, a core relationship with our followers. And, and I think that's, that's where the true beauty of giveaway, uh, really comes in.
1: Absolutely. So let me ask you this when you're starting a business, how do you know if an idea is good or not? You've just got to test it.
2: You know, everyone has the million dollar idea that they think is going to work and they try it out and it doesn't work. And you have people who, come out with a product like silly bands who just, you know, reinvent the wheel and, you know, they become billionaires. So you've just got to test the idea and, and don't stop at, you know, just coming out of the gate. Don't just stop at a month. You've got to really, really test an idea. You've got to be in it to win it and and do whatever it takes. And at the end of the day, you have to say, I gave everything to my idea. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You move on. You know, But don't give up. You just can't give up. Nothing in life comes easy or fast.
1: Absolutely. And we talked earlier about how you have a business partner. Uh, a lot of people out there who have started businesses try to do it alone. Or they try it with a business partner, maybe a great friend. They think, oh, let's get into business together. We'll get to hang out all the time. It's not just about hanging out. It's about doing business. So how do you know if you're working with the right person or not?
2: <laughs> so, I mean, I think that that usually ties in into your instinctual nature to, you know, evaluate people and see what kind of intentions people have. But, you know, you don't have to be some crazy psychologist to really understand when someone is willing to do something or when they're interested in doing something, because at the end of the day, when someone wants to start a business with you and when, you know, your potential business partner says, Hey, let's do this. You know, you either have someone like David who came up to me after, you know, I, I told him about the brand and asked him to create a logo and he came to me and he said, yo, this is what I think we should do. This is, this is a pretty much a list of ideas that I think would be beneficial to starting up the brand and just really get a feel for things. You know, humans usually tend to be very good at, at knowing when something is right or wrong, but when someone is putting in the work towards the, towards the vision that you share, that's when you know you're you have a good friend or you have a good business partner because the concept applies to any relationship, honestly. Yeah.
1: Uh, and and would you say that it's a good idea to have a business partner whose strengths are perhaps the opposite of yours? I mean, if you if you, if everyone is just like you, how far can you possibly go, right?
2: I would say that is the absolute most important thing to look for in a business partner. David and I are we're very similar, very very similar we what we do share is the exact same vision for entrepreneur and i think that's very very important when you share a a commonality in your visions it's very important but you always want to make sure that you're complementing each other's strengths and and tasks and, and and jobs so i handle all the front end of the stuff and david handles all the back end we're both able to do both but we stick to our fortes because we know That's what we excel the most in. So I would definitely say that, you know, having an an opposite or having someone who complements
1: your skill set is definitely important. That is fantastic. So as your journey has progressed, I mean, obviously, it's a roller coaster. I had Darren Hardy on my show one time, and his book was called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. There are ups and downs. What would you say has been perhaps a rock bottom moment during your journey? What happened and how did you break out of it?
2: A rock bottom moment in our journey? That's a good question. I feel like we haven't had it yet. Uh, and we're definitely waiting, you know. Uh, everyone has rock bottom moments in their business. Everyone has moments where, you know, they're, they're questioning everything that goes on. But, you know, obviously we have had some mishaps. We have had, you know, some mistakes that have happened, stuff that we could have avoided. Um, you know, like once we printed this shirt called The Pursuit of Entrepreneurship, and I think we spent like a thousand bucks on it. We printed a, a bunch of shirts and we, we launched them. We made them go live. They were up for, I think, an hour, two hours, maybe three. And I was working with David at the office. I turn to look at David. I look at his shirt and it says the pursuit of entrepreneurship. Oh. We had left out the R. Can you believe mm. that? So So it was, you know, we definitely lost the money invested into those shirts. And and we considered that a, a, a mistake that we could have avoided. So, you know, these are small, tiny failures that, after occurring, we we make sure never happen again. But yeah, uh, as far as our our bottom out moment, I would probably say um, when we were on our second platform, uh, e-commerce platform. We started off on Squarespace and then moved over to WordPress with WooCommerce. Uh, it got to, it got to a point towards the end of our time on that platform where we weren't converting anything our sales were like super low it was just it didn't make sense our website was super slow and it just got to a point where i was like okay if if i don't make a change for the front end of the business as far as changing platforms or fixing something the this boat is going to sink and so we made the comp the 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 switch over to shopify and I locked myself in a room for, like, two days and finally made the switch, migrated everything, and and within a month, our sales, boom, shot right back up. And, wow. and it's just a learning experience. But I guess I would say it was our biggest bottomed-out moment.
1: All right. That's wonderful. Entrepreneurs, uh, by their very nature, are very resilient. So when something bad happens to you, how long does it take you to get back on the horse again?
2: It can take anywhere from – Hours, it depends on the situation, obviously, but never more than a day. Um, never more than a day. I tend to feel that if you let something linger around in your head for more than a day without taking an actionable uh, step towards fixing it or resolving it or switching it up, you're just killing yourself. You're killing yourself out there if you're not, if you're not taking action. Because at the end of the day, you can set sail. And adjust your your sales to you know down the later down the path. But if you never take sale, you're not going to get anywhere.
1: Absolutely. So we've got a couple of minutes to our uh, final break. I can't believe how quickly the show is going. So let me ask you, Andres, how do you take care of yourself when you're not working mentally and physically?
2: <sighs> I haven't been to the gym in a few months, but but definitely I, I try to work out every single day. Um, I feel that your your mental health really relies on your physical health. You know, you can have all the success in the world, you know, you can have all the wealth or whatever in the world, but if your health isn't up to par, are you really, you know, getting the most out of your hard work? Are you really reaping all the benefits of all the work you put in? Not really. So I, I tend to, I try to go to the gym every day. Um, I try to eat healthy, you know, get that workout in and and just pretty much just work on myself whenever I'm not working on, on the company.
1: No, I certainly can understand and appreciate that. Uh, how important is it to take action really fast? 100%. That's, that's crucial. If
2: Action is only as effective as, as the amount of time it takes you to, to act on it. you know. If, if you act quick, you'll be able to adjust later on, as I said. But you lose time in not taking action. You lose time, and time is the most precious commodity we have. It's something you can't buy or ever buy back. So action is 100% crucial.
1: Absolutely. All right. We are here with Andres Ocampo, co-founder of Entrepreneur, E-N-T-R-P-R-N-R, and uh, we will come back for our final uh, segment. I'm going to ask him what has surprised him about entrepreneurship, any advice that he might give to people who might be struggling right now, and I'll ask him a whole host of other questions. We will come right back for our final segment. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back.
0: radio network radio with a cutting edge it's you have probably heard about the ring video doorbell app. It has a motion sensor that alerts your cell phone if someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who is at your door and talk to them through a remote-mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, I had no idea he had installed it while I was out of town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Blab or too bold. It's Blabber tube. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, too funny for words.
1: And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Andres Ocampo, co-founder of Entrepreneur, E-N-T-R-P-R-N-R. And you can find his clothing uh, brand and accessories where at, Andres?
2: You can find it at www.entrprnr.co. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at E N T R P R N R C O. And you can also find us on
1: Facebook at E N T R P R N R C O. Fantastic. So let's ask, we talked about how you've worked with celebrities. Are there other ways that you've used joint ventures and collaborations in your business?
2: Yeah, definitely. We've done, we've done some small little collaborations, nothing really major, but, uh, we have worked with, with media companies, advertising companies, um, you know, local local producers who are looking to get their name out there uh to be completely honest with you we haven't dabbled too much into massive projects as far as collaborations go mm-hmm. but based on the results that we've seen on the small little projects that we've uh executed on there is definitely uh, an untapped return um in that in that area
1: that i think is crucial yeah and i think there's uh, certainly an opportunity Uh, For you out there if you go ahead and explore that we can talk about some stuff offline because I have some ideas for you so, uh, let me ask you uh, As people get more successful the haters the detractors come out of the woodwork and they try and tear you down and rip you apart and This that and the other thing. So how do you deal (laughs) with haters and adversity?
2: Honestly, you just you can't pay them mind Uh, you know, usually hate is the biggest sign of admiration or, or it can, you know, just be, I don't know. I, I've never really paid mind to haters. I, I feel that I have more important things to worry about than what other people think about me or what I'm trying to accomplish, especially when I'm trying to do something that not many people have the courage or take the action to do. And, uh, and at the end of the day, we're just trying to be great. We're just trying to do something. We're trying to impact people through the creation, through the creative process that we we carry out in our brand. And, and if people find some sort of negativity in that, it just speaks about them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So did you visualize this level of success when you started?
2: Uh, the level of success we're out now? No, Um I've always visualized a level of, of success where we are the number one brand um for our motivational niche i I truly believe that one day we are going to be a global brand representing every entrepreneur possible that wants to wear a brand. Um, so I guess where we are now is just a byproduct of of what um what we're visualizing in the long run,
1: yeah. Absolutely. So, Andres, if you had a crystal ball, what do you think your business will look like five years from now?
2: That's a good question. I'd say massive, an empire in the making. I think you would. Uh, I think we'll be pulling in, you know, seven figures hopefully, and, and 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 grinding it out, and day in day out, and and just continuing to grow every day without a, without a shadow of a doubt.
1: Yeah, that's great. So let me ask, because you are working with celebrities now, is there one dream celebrity out there that you wish knew about you and would wear your stuff?
2: Yes, 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 of course. Not necessarily, you know, your traditional Hollywood celebrities, but it's it's a dream of mine to have people like Tony Robbins. Um Elon Musk geez Elon Musk that's my man you know all these celebrity entrepreneurs that are making such an incredible incredible impact on in the world on the world really it's not just a society they're making an impact on the world they're changing the world you know there's people out there like Elon Musk who are crazy enough to have this idea to populate and bring humanity to Mars so you know it's these people who are pioneering Humanity and and my dream is to have them representing the the brand because it resonates with them
1: Yeah, that's that's a beautiful vision. I really like that Uh, What has surprised you about your entrepreneurial journey so far?
2: What has surprised me is the the fact that It takes time to be great. It takes time to do big things. It takes time to see results. It takes time to, um, to really see the, the, the fruition of your labor come into play. Um, I've always been someone who has, you know, been attracted to that instant gratification and that, that perfect, like, Oh, I just did, I just, you know, sent an email today and, and I've, I'm already being rewarded by, you know, all these things tomorrow. So I've really, you know, inscribed it in my head that it, it takes time to be great. And that's just something that I feel we all have to accept.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So, what advice do you have to entrepreneurs who might be experiencing some struggles right now?
2: Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't ever, ever, ever give up for as long as you live. You better die trying. And at the end of the day, you will always have the answer to what's right in front of you. Deep down inside, in your heart, in your mind, you're always going to know the course of action that you should take for the betterment of your future or your business or your relationship or whatever it is. You know, don't give up and, and you always have the answers. You just have to find them. It's all about finding them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you, who are some of your most influential mentors?
2: Uh, so my most influential mentors that, that I'm in direct contact with would probably be Pejman Mangadimi. Um, you know, we're always, he's always helping me out, throwing us, you know, some, some insight, uh, as, in, as far as business goes, he's always helping us out. He's always coming out to our pop-up shops, our events. He's, he has the backing of his company, Secret Honorage and the Secret Academy behind them. So, you know, he's always, he's always open to helping us, you know, move forward. Um, but I guess, you know, our, uh, indirect mentors would probably be people like Tony Robbins, Tim Ferris. Tim Ferriss. Um, all these people that are, that are, that are pretty much their main focus is to enlighten, enlighten people like me and enlighten people, um, any entrepreneur really to, to move forward in life. So definitely those, those are some stellar gentlemen.
1: Fantastic. And I know you like to read. So what are some of the most influential books that you've read?
2: I guess my one of my favorites would would probably be How to Win Friends and Influence People, a classic by Dale Carnegie. Yep. Every everyone has to read it. it. Doesn't matter what you do, you just have to read it. It's it's based on personal relationships. It's incredible. Um, my second would be uh, maybe Third Circle Theory by P.J. Pezmongadimi. It explores the foundational basis of of psychology and human psychology and why we do what we do and how that ties into business and Pretty much it's it's unlocking your your true potential through the consciousness of who you are and the way the world operates around you. And then I'd probably go for uh, the Robert Greene classic, 48 Laws of Power. Mm. That was
1: killer. What did you get out of that the most?
2: What did I get out of 48 Laws of Power? I feel like it was a very, it explores a lot of topics that the most influential and the most powerful people in the world and in society, uh, they're common traits that they share. And what he does is he breaks it down with examples and like historical figures and events that, that have happened. And, and he really walks you through how to master each, each law. And each law is different. Each law pertains to a different aspect of, of relationships or business or whatever it is that you're looking for, of power, of success. And uh, I think that was, that was my favorite part about it. Every law has its own unique uniqueness
1: to it. Fantastic. So let me ask, Andres, if you were starting over today, knowing what you know right now, what would you do differently?
2: I would double up on every, every action that has worked. I would triple, quadruple, 10x everything, as Grant Cardone likes to say. I'd, I'd 10x it, baby. I'd 10x it. Um, yeah. Pretty much everything that everything that has worked, if something works for you, go all out on it and juice it until it no longer works anymore. And while you're working on that, look for the next thing and look for the next thing and look for the next thing, the next thing that's going to work for you.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. So what is the scariest thing you've ever done?
2: Starting a business.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Definitely starting a business. It's been uh, – you know, it, it was it, I had a nice life, waking up every day and and going to school and coming back to play computers for eight hours and Xbox and play Halo and Call of Duty for eight hours. But you know, at one point you just have to to really you know kind of get in tune with what you want for your future. And the scariest thing I've ever done and the scariest thing I do to this day still spooks me out every time is owning and operating a business, especially one that's in the clothing industry. Yeah. but it's it's a passion. It's just waking up and grinding is it's it's my all-time passion. I love results. I love it.
1: That's fantastic. So as we are winding down, here's the question, Andres, that I ask everyone at the end of the show, who inspires and motivates you?
2: I'd probably go for Elon Musk. Um, I just Elon Musk is a man. He's always he's always looking to innovate. And when you think, he he's done with something he comes out with the next thing and and these are they're all ideas that are going to change humanity um so it's just it's someone who i truly aspire to be i want to get to the point where you know i'm making such a positive footprint on humanity that um just elon musk honestly he's he's the man
1: absolutely one more time how can we find you how can we find your clothing line and and hopefully buy something because your your shirts are incredible i have one
2: Thank you, man. So I've actually, I went ahead and created an exclusive 20% off coupon code for all the listeners tuning in right now. Uh, you can go to www.entrprnr.co, entrepreneur.co, and you can use the coupon code SPR20, Success Profiles Radio for my man, Brian, SPR20. And if you want to find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, it's at Co. And if you want to find this on our personals, like I said, it's undress underscore ENTRPRNR and david underscore ENTRPRNR.
1: Fantastic. And uh, one final thought before we go. It's about a minute to go. So one final
2: thought. Uh, Think about what you want to do in life. Really tune in. Do research. But most importantly, execute. Read books. Work on yourself, but most importantly, execute. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't execute, you're not going to get anywhere. And like our company motto is, stagnancy is the enemy, action is king.
1: Fantastic. Thank you, Andres Campo, for coming on the show today. It was an honor and a privilege to have you here, my friend.
2: Ryan, thank you so much, my friend. It has been an absolutely incredible journey, and I look forward to the next, brother.
1: All righty. Thank you so much. And to everyone out there, we'll be back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview world-class successful people and learn about their journey, what they overcame, and the lessons that we can learn from those journeys so that we don't make those mistakes ourselves. We'll be right back next week and join us then. Thank you so much for listening. See ya. Bye.